the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. disappointed in is President Biden. Uh, He has encouraged this. I listened to him last night, and he knows better. Uh, No one can get to be his age with his experience and not know this is nonsense. And I hear people say all the time, you know, cut him some slack. Maybe he's lost his fastball. No. He knows better. And he hasn't. He's encouraged it. And it is a hurting America, and it is hurting people. And I knew that President Biden would be left of center. I never dreamed he'd be left of Lenin. <laughs> Welcome, dear friends. Uh, Senator John Kelly, always with a fabulous soundbite, Louisiana Senator. I'm Sebastian Gorka with the Baron Boris Epstein for this, the battle for 1600. So much to discuss. The senator was responding to Biden's declaration that we are a systemically racist country. Baron, has there been a quiet news week since we started the battle for 1600 over a year ago? No, no such thing as a quiet news week. That's for sure. No such thing uh, as as any time to rest. But you know what? That's exciting. And that's why we need to be continued to be loud, be out there, be talking to the American people about everything that is going on. It is vital and important. Loud and proud. Okay, we have to discuss what's going on with the knife uh, incident, with the uh, Chauvin trial, with the D.C. statehood push. But first, let's start at the top, because as they say in Hungary and many other countries of the world, the fish starts to rot from the head. Uh, As as a, as a, uh, a Jewish child who escaped post-communist Russia with your family, uh, I think you're probably qualified more than most to answer this question. Your response to the president publicly stating that America is a systemically racist country, Boris. You know, this continues to be an absolute obsession from the left, Sebastian, to denigrate our country, to denigrate the country that me and my family came to in search for freedom and opportunity and promise, the country that you and your family came to in search for freedom and opportunity and promise. And this obsession with denigrating it is absolutely counter-American. It's counter-American. It's counterproductive. It's it's frankly scary because it suggests that the people who are in power in this country are not optimistic, yes. are not positive, are not uh, are are not supportive of the country they're supposed to lead. This obsession with denigrating our beautiful, amazing country—yes, that is not perfect. Yes, that has had a history 
that is problematic at times. But America is the greatest country on earth. And to, and to describe it as anything other than that is counter to what, this, to what has made this country so strong. And Joe Biden is just kowtowing to the, to the woke liberals, to those who don't care about America, to those who want to perpetuate their own drive for power, and, and even if that runs against what is best for our beautiful country. And Joe Biden completely turning himself over to that woke movement is something that is not surprising. It's something that we talked about throughout the campaign. I've talked about since the beginning of Battle Battle for 1600, but it is something that is extremely dangerous and has to be called out. So here's the big question. Uh, this is the Battle for 1600. We're talking to Boris Epstein, my co-host. Follow, follow him, Boris EP on Twitter, Boris underscore Epstein on Instagram. I'm Sebastian Gorka, Seb Gorka on Twitter. So let, let's unpack. He's saying this why? He's saying this because of this being the week in which Officer Chauvin was found guilty on all counts, including second-degree murder. Plus, we have the incident in Ohio um, with the, the 16-year-old black girl about to stab a another black girl to death shot by that brave police officer when when we hear when we hear valerie jarrett say that knife fights are just you know it's normal there's no need to try and break up a knife fight you've been in this battle for years you've been a campaign advisor you worked in the white house for president trump uh, is there a point at which you say, There's just, it's just not worth it anymore? Rational conversation with the other side is pointless when they think knife fighting is good, stopping knife fighting is bad. Do we just kind of resign ourselves to, okay, we're just going to have to literally crush them uh, during the next election because any, any kind of discussion is just a waste of breath. Well, here's the other issue. How can you call something a knife fight when only one of them has a knife and the <laughs> others are unarmed? Good point. Good point. Good point. Yep. You know, we're just saying, and I'm not about you. I'm saying, how can one, right? This, oh, and you see this on Twitter from the woke left. Yeah. Oh, knife fighting is uh, something that goes back a long way in the community and should be allowed. Okay, first of all, A, that's crazy. Okay? And B... That wasn't a knife fight. That was an, a, an attempted murder. Yeah, that was a stabbing. That, that, that was an attempted stabbing by one person. Correct. Not a knife fight. There's only two people armed. There's one person armed who went and two unarmed people. Okay? And then you've got LeBron James tweeting out the picture of the of the police officer yep. saying, you know, effectively, you're next and had to take it down. What an embarrassment. These people, the, the, the woke left, have absolutely lost their mind. They've lost their mind. And it, 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 it is absolutely irrespective of, of background, of skin color, of education. The left has lost its mind. So, so I ask the question again. What is the practical consequence for those who are involved in politics like you, like I was? What Do we just say, okay, we don't even waste time. We, we don't even waste time with these people. And the concentration of our efforts has to be an utter 
political destruction of them in the next uh, next election. Is, is that the only conclusion we can draw? I think that's the only answer. Because anything else, we're not going to necessarily, it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to change their minds. We're not going to be able to reason with most of these folks. Some liberals who could still reason with, but overwhelmingly not. At this point, what is left is to take it everything that's happening, make sure the American people know it, and then drive to probably one of the largest election landslides in American history in 22 and again in 2024. Are you seeing for that landslide to be even technically possible? Is there a requisite amount of action that you are witnessing coming out of the GOP and the GOP state houses? Because we, I get this call, or maybe every day, but at least every other day on, on the radio show on America First, where, where somebody calls in and says, what's the point of doing anything? What's the point of volunteering, sending my check-in or, or anything? Because they're just going to steal it again. So uh, is the machine responding? What are you seeing, Baron? I am seeing a lot of action out there. And, and the tip of the spear right now is Arizona, where you've got this audit that is that is beginning. The Democrats have filed for a temporary restraining order, but it doesn't look like it's going to hold. Arizona right now is doing an audit in Maricopa County of 2.1 million ballots. 2.1 million ballots, something that is overwhelming, something that is ab- absolutely historic. And what you're going to see is whether there, you know, whether the um, amount of votes for President Trump and Joe Biden in 2020 was actually correct in Maricopa. I'm hearing absolutely staggering numbers of potential gradient, of potential um, of, of potential margin of error there. But it's going to be all about the recount. And here's how we know it's important, because the Democrats are doing all they can to stop right. it. They're coming in hot. They're coming in hot. And but but Republicans there are standing strong. The Senate, the Arizona Senate uh, president of the Senate as a Republican Karen fan, standing strong. You got Sonny Borelli there standing strong, and they're doing what they need to do to make that recount happen. So that is just one example. If you look in terms of action, Republican National Committee actually had one of its best quarters ever in the first quarter of this year in terms of fundraising. The American people are fired up. They're motivated. And the more the woke left pushes its craziness, the worse it's going to be for them at the ballot box. Okay, let let me play devil's advocate. So, and by the way, let's just recognize the Baron for what he did, and in in Arizona and elsewhere after the last election to fight for uh, election integrity. So, so first things first, having an audit, great. Nothing's going to change the results of the last election. The inauguration happened. Biden, sadly, is the 46th president. So in audit trail, great. Okay, so what? And then raising money. Again, I could say, so what? They've got 44 million raised. Uh, That's impressive. But that doesn't stop. Neither of those stops the Democrats doing it again. So, you know, if I'm playing the role of one of my listeners or one of these callers, what does the Baron, former strategic advisor to the Trump campaign, former White House uh, employee, former person who's you know been on multiple different campaigns, what are you seeing in terms of preventative action for the next election? Well, the reason the audit is important is because the more we call out and point out and, and have specific information 
on what went wrong in 2020. That is what we could use to make changes for 22, and, and it's irrefutable, right? So that that, that is a vi- that is vital evidence. That audit is vital to get to the bottom of what really went wrong, and not just Maricopa County, but if it happens there, you're seeing a magnitude, a significant magnitude of error. Well, you better believe you're going to see similar similar action across the country in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and other countries and, and other states. That's why it's so important. And then in, in, in terms of raising money, you, from, from what I understand, from everything I've learned, the RNC, as, as long as they are honest, are supposed to be going into states across the country and fighting against this lack of any, any ele- uh, true and honest election process that the DNC pushed through in 2020. We need, we need to ensure that our elections are held in a fair, equitable, and legal way. We, what does that mean? That there's a there's one ballot per citizen, that they're collected in a, in, a, in a legal process, and that they're counted in a legal process. And funding is necessary to oppose the Democrat machine that has been trying to strip any sort of checks, any sort of process from American elections. So those are those two points. One, vital to get to the bottom of what happened last, last year in 2020. And two, vital to have the resources to fight back against the Democrat machine led by the likes of, likes of Mark Elias at Perkins Coie, who's an evil genius at this. There's no two ways to say it. Evil geniuses over there on the Democrat side who <laughs> expanded the amount of ballots and got rid of the checks. All right. So uh, what if that happens, but before that, we have D.C. turned into a state. If that happens, then they can railroad all of these policies through. And this is what I was thinking last night. And I'm going to dedicate a chunk of the radio show to this issue today. There was a disastrous lady who was Homeland Security Advisor to Obama during his term in the White House. And Lisa Delmonico, who was the architect of the absolutely disastrous counterterrorism policy under Obama that led to a strengthening of global jihadism, led to a strengthening and establishment of ISIS and the caliphate, was overwhelmingly approved two days ago in the Senate as the second person in the Biden uh, Department of Justice. So the second most powerful person in terms of uh, the law in America. And except for two votes, I think, every single Republican supported that nomination. So when I look at that, Boris, I say (laughs) they still don't get it. Either they're dumb, either they don't know who this person is, or they just are still swamp creatures. And as one senator, I can't remember who it was, it was maybe two weeks ago, said, we, we should just not even be in the Senate. We shouldn't be there. We should undermine even quorum so they can't get any of this crazy stuff done. Isn't it time, Boris, just to play hardball? 100%. And it is very disappointing that, that too, way too many Republicans especially the rhinos, play in the hands of the Democrats. Because the Democrats don't do this with Republicans. The Democrats no. don't play games. They don't compromise. No. They, they s- throw fastballs. 
The whole time. And they never take a break. They, they never say, oh, never. we won this issue. Oh, we'll just have, they have a break. President Trump after he was president. <laughs> right, right, right. So, We've got so to when's, it, when's it going to change, Boris? You are here with me on this podcast as an embodiment of, you know, the MAGA world. What is it going to take? MAGA candidates. Yeah. That's what we need. We need MAGA candidates. Greitens in Missouri. Vernon Jones in, in, in Georgia. Right. You've got you've got a slew of MAGA candidates in Ohio. Caitlyn Jenner in California, Tennessee. right? You heard that. Jenner in California is very interesting. <laughs> she hey, she says she sorry he whatever. Um, Caitlyn Jenner says that her identity is Republican. Do, doesn't doesn't Caitlyn Jenner? Oh, Caitlyn Jenner is definitely running as a Republican. There's an actually news came out today. Some people you and I know pretty well are uh, part of that campaign and wish them the very best. Very interesting what's going on there in California. The key being a recall of a disastrous liberal government. Who is, by the way, by the way, the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. Yes, Gavin Newsom, for those who missed it, is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. Is that right? Yes. You didn't know that? Yes. Gruesome Newsom, by marriage, is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. Right. Oh, my God. That is... Is that scary? You know what? Even I forgot. Even I forgot that. The Newsom Pelosi family have California sewed up. So, guys, so here's the story. Nancy Pelosi is married to the brother of Ron Pelosi, who was once married to Gavin Newsom's aunt. That's the story. Right. So they, so they are intertwined through marriage. That is, that is ludicrous, but in no way surprising. <laughs> That's the swamp. That's the swamp, Boris. And and by marriage, you're right. Yeah, that's the swamp. That that's you know, that, and it's the uniparty swamp. Uh-huh. That is why we need Republicans to act like Republicans and fight back against the Democrats. So so here's here's the real. And I, and I'm prodding you, but but you know this is what our guys love. This is what our listeners appreciate. The president is doing fabulous. So President Trump, his announcements. Uh, he spent half an hour with us on America First a week ago. We just replayed it yesterday. No holes barred, guns blazing, superb interview. Doesn't he now have to crank it to 11 and not just endorse, but establish that mechanism or bless or endorse that mechanism that will be the MAGA candidate selection, sifting, interview, and promotion machine. Isn't it time, Boris? Yes, and I'll tell you this. Having been down at the beautiful, gorgeous place called Marlowe. Right, recently, correct? Yes. The president is absolutely firing on all cylinders. President Trump is, is rolling on all fronts. And even today, the statement on Arizona... On the recount as hot, that's the that, that's quintessential Trump, and he is plugged into these different races. He's looking at them, he's considering them very deeply, and he is the unquestioned leader of our party. But do we have that machine yet? There's a machine. There's a machine in place. Yeah, absolutely. There's a machine. He's got Save America Pack. 
he's got his uh, he's he, he's got his office of forty five, and there's a process now that is being put in place to vet and determine the correct candidates. There's no two ways about it. President Trump is going to be the determinant of the most important player in elections in twenty two, and you better believe in twenty four. So, let me share something with you from. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was in studio for almost an hour. Was it this week, Shad? It was this week. Wasn't it crazy this week? And she, live during the interview, as she was, um, you know, going back from the studio to Congress to demand the uh, expelling of uh, Maxine Waters, she said... We need, we need the rallies again. Weren't the rallies great? And I think I'm going to hold a couple of rallies. And I said, do it. We'll be there. We'll broadcast the show from there. How about the rallies? Don't, aren't those missing? Don't we need MAGA rallies, Boris, to keep the spirit alive, to, to make sure that that connection between the, the, the deplorables, the forgotten men and women who made 2016 possible, who uh, enlarged their camp by more than 11 million votes last year, isn't it time for more than just endorsements and statements, but for a, a physical renewal of what we saw in the, uh, in the MAGA movement just a year ago? I agree 100%. I think that's very important. Okay. Yes. Ra- we need rallies. We need we need support. We need to make sure that the MAGA movement is heard, is loud and is overwhelming. And we can do that. But we need but we need to to make sure that the American people are tuned in and locked in. And I agree with you that rallies are a huge and important way to do that. So are you going to tell the president or should I? Maybe both. Let's do the it. The more people, the better. Let's do it. The more MAGA patriots talk about that, the better it is, right? I need to see you up there on the <laughs> stage. I'll warm the crowd up hey. for you, then Boris, and then the man, the boss. Hey, we've done it together. <laughs> we I'll have. I'll warm up for you. You warm it up for you. Warm it up for me. We'll go and we'll hit the road, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a tour. I think that's a great idea. You know, the, remember the rallies you and I went to? You know, after November. 3rd? Oh yeah, the DC November, rallies were fabulous. Fabulous weather, tens of thousands of patriots, a lot of fun. It was, who was before both of us, or was it after us? Oh, Kim Guilfoyle. She is Kimberly, was amazing, as ever, as ever. Uh, uh, total fire. Fire from Kimberly, fire from the, gra- from the crowd. It was strong, it was determined, and it's what we need in America. And, and the, the more of those we get, the better it is, and I agree with you. I think we should, uh, you know, we need to return to the rallies, the the people, the people want them, right? So if the people are calling, we got to give them what they want. All right, I'm writing it down. This is going to be the title of this episode of the Battle for 1600. Bring back the MAGA rallies. Okay. We've got to get ready for the show. Last question for the Baron. The border. It has been 30 days, I think, or 31 days since Kamala Harris was anointed the rep. She still hasn't been... I've decided I'm going to go. I'm going to get on a plane early tomorrow morning with Mr. G. We're going to fly down to the border. We're going to meet up with Sheriff Mark Lamb. We're going to find out for ourselves. Is this finally becoming the out-of-control crisis that Biden will not be able to put a lid on? Yes, it is. And it's been there 
for weeks now. And the fact that Kamala Harris has refused to go to the border, even though she is the quote unquote point person on the border, just shows how much of a joke this administration is. She literally is the fake point person. <laughs> the, the fake czar. She's the fake czar. She's the Potemkin border czar. How about that? Exactly. It just makes it, it makes no sense. Why not go? You know why? Because she doesn't want to actually own it. Because it is a disaster. She doesn't want to be there, associated there are, with it at all. There are there are more people coming, more more illegal immigrants coming to the border now than at any time during the Trump administration by a magnitude of at least two or three. Six thousand a day. Six thousand illegal immigrants a day, guys. And talk about the and talk about the kids, three hundred, four hundred percent more children yeah. being handed off by CDP to HHS. The system is breaking and is not designed for this. And you're hearing the border patrol agents are now being overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle this. Joe Biden has destroyed the American South border in less than a hundred days in office. He has done so much damage to his country to this country just by being president it is going to take years to turn it around but let's hope in 2024 we have the right president hopefully the 47th president of this country the same as the 45th president trump wins the wins the white house and walks into the oval office on jan 20 2025 all right, it's time to uh, relaunch that MAGA machine and get those rallies back there. He's going to tell President Trump, I'm going to tell President Trump, and then I'll see you on a platform, on a podium somewhere. He is former... Can't strate- wait. <laughs> Me too. He's the former strategic advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign. He is available. He can follow him on Instagram, on Twitter, Boris underscore Epstein and Boris EP. I'm Sebastian Gorka, and this has been the Battle for 1600.